Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. Back here it is, full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. As we do each and every weekday, you can catch the show live. 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. If you can't listen live, no worries. You can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. Uh, coming up in the next segment, I'll have Rudy Gamble from Razball. Uh, Rudy and I go back and forth in Tout Wars each year, so... Uh, we'll talk about some of the moves that were made in Fab last night in Tout Wars and preview the second half as uh, Rudy has a lead of five and a half on me as we go into the second half. So uh, really good uh, baseball mind, and we have a big rivalry, so we'll talk to him in the next segment. You can check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. If you use the promo code RONAS50, you get two months for the price of one, so make sure you take advantage of that. we got a ton of fantasy football articles up there right now to help you get prepared. I reviewed a couple of drafts, the FSGA draft I was in. I reviewed a high-stakes online championship league. In fact, we had a few of the participants in that draft on the show last week. So if you missed that, you can go back on demand and get their thoughts and insight on uh, the way they built their team. So we'll have a lot more of that going forward as well. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, also uh, got uh, articles up uh, looking at Philip Lindsay, if he's overvalued or undervalued. Article on Dak Prescott, looking at him. And a ton more football content on the way. We have in-depth team profiles from Sean Childs, one of the top high-stakes players around. He's finished every team. We got training camp questions from Dr. Roto, NASCAR rankings, still have baseball DFS as well, uh, including the optimizer. Uh, as uh, baseball gets back into the swing of things tomorrow, we do have one game tonight, uh, Rangers and Astros, but everyone else gets back underway tomorrow. And still have baseball coverage for you as well. I have a Stockwatch article up. Uh, for this week, the All-Star Edition, waiver wire reports from Sean Childs, as well as the bullpen, closer depth charts, and uh, updates there. As uh, There's going to be a lot of changes in those bullpens over the next couple weeks with the trade deadline, July 31st. So uh, there's going to be a lot of movement. Also, if you have any questions, you can ask them on the message boards and forums anytime you want. You will get an answer from either myself, Sean Childs, Dr. Roto. So uh, it's really good. You know, sometimes uh, you have detailed questions and just list it there, uh, whatever you have, trade strategy, draft strategy, waiver wire pickups, whatever it is, we are here to answer it. And also don't forget, you can head on over to playffwc.com. We got a draft tonight, a starter full season draft. That's 18 rounds, 90 second clock. Uh, that begins at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we also have our online championship, Red vs. Blue, number two tomorrow as well at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so there's a lot of different drafts, different price points, best ball, online championships, 
So go there, check it out, see what works best for you, and hop on in. And, of course, we'll be in Vegas at the Palms opening week of the NFL season. I will be out there. Dr. Rudd will be out there. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, in Vegas, we do a ton of drafts. We'll drink, hang out, watch football, eat. It's a lot of fun. So not too late to come join us out there at the Palms first weekend of the NFL season. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there is a Beat Dr. Roto Online Championship League out there as well as a Beat Adam Ronis Online Championship League out there. So you do have to be out there for that. Uh, mine is on Saturday, September 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time. So I've done that the last two years. So if you think you're better than me and you can knock me off, come out to Vegas, show up at the draft, put your money on the table, and watch me take it. Well, we'll see. I won it last year. So I'm trying to repeat, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, our draft went so fast last year. It flew by. It was a record time. It was amazing. Everyone was just ready to make their picks, and it just uh, flew by. So definitely a lot of fun. Uh, again, the top story, if you're just joining us today in the NFL, is this news here on Melvin Gordon. And uh, basically report that Melvin Gordon has informed the Chargers he will not report to training camp and demand a trade unless he receives a new contract. So Gordon is scheduled to earn $5.6 million this year. It's his fifth year and final year of his rookie contract. So, you know, Gordon was at minicamp in June, but apparently the contract talks have not gone well since then. And and I see both sides of this. You know, I see the player perspective. Melvin Gordon's 26 years old. He had microfracture surgery a couple of years ago. He's had some injuries. And you know, once you take a step on that football field, you can suffer a significant injury at any time. And these players want that guaranteed money, and I don't blame them one bit. And a lot of people are going to point to Le'Veon Bell and say, well, he set out Gordon could do it too. I think it's a little bit different. You know, Bell obviously has been one of the best backs in the league for a while, and I just think he was going to get more money. Now, Gordon's numbers have been good, but I don't think people perceive him the same way. So, we know the running back market in free agency, it's just not great, especially for a 26, 27-year-old running back that has played in the league and has a good amount of touches on that body. You know, this is not Todd Gurley who got that money. Gurley was younger. And even a guy like David Johnson, who's 27 years old, only got $25 million guaranteed. So it's a tough spot here because I do understand where Gordon is coming from and he wants his money. But I see the perspective on the Chargers side, why would they pay a running back a significant amount of money who's 26 years old and that they have seen up close and they have seen get hurt over the last few years? It's four years now for Melvin Gordon. He's played 16 games once, and I like Gordon a lot. I thought he had his uh, one of his best years last year. He broke a lot of tackles. I watched a lot of Melvin Gordon. I was really impressed with him, but the bottom line is uh, he has been getting hurt or every basically every single season. And if you look at where he's being drafted, uh, you know, people are not worried about it, apparently. Uh, he played 12 games last year. Now, he did play the 16 in 2017, 14 as a rookie, and 13 in 2016. But, you know, most of these injuries have come late in the year, and it's really hurt teams in the playoff hunt, uh, especially last year. If you had Melvin Gordon, if you didn't go out there and get a Justin Jackson off the waiver wire, it was a problem. But we're seeing a lot of the slow drafts today. Austin Eckler flying off the board. Uh, Justin Jackson flying off the board. You know, my fishbowl draft today, Eckler, RB45. 
in round 12. Justin Jackson, RB48 in round 12. So people reacting to this news when they're on the clock taking these Chargers running backs, and you can understand why, but I'm not sure if Gordon's going to hold out that much because he will have to forfeit some game checks and money missing training camp. So a story to watch, and we will follow it. When we return, I'll be joined by Rudy Gamble of Razball.com. That is next right here. Full-time fantasy in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. I am joined now by someone I respect. It's always a battle with him. It is Rudy Gamble from Razball.com. And 
We have been going back and forth in Tout Wars Mixed League over the last few years. I won it two years in a row. Rudy's won it the last two years, trying to go for the three-peat. I'm trying to prevent that. And as we get ready for baseball to resume tonight, Rudy Gamble's in first place with 116 and a half. I'm in second with 111. Ray Murphy's right there, too, with 110 and a half. Rudy, uh, it's looking like a, another nice battle down to the wire, we hope. It yeah, no, no, agreed. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much a dead heat. I think I was in third at some point this, that past weekend. I was on like vacation. I looked at the thing. I'm like, oh, so I've been, so I think I, I had a great like Saturday or Sunday that got me Sunday back. Sunday you there, did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, a, I, I actually jumped into first for a while and I was like, oh, wow, man, this is amazing. Uh, because I, I was early in the year for a good portion, like eighth, ninth, and you actually had like like one twenty seven, one twenty eight for a while. I was like, man, I can't let this happen. I can't let Rudy dominate this league. So, uh, but you know how it is, man. When you have those big leagues early, it is never safe. No, and I mean, neither of us are the type that gets content. I mean, I'm just dealing with. Uh, I mean, I, I think I feel like I have a more Ronus team than I usually do because. My offense has been like killer, and my pitching's been spotty. And yeah, so just uh, yeah, inside so some bad weeks on the pitching front. Oof, that is demoralizing. Think, uh, hasn't that happened for almost every team this year? I know you have a multitude of leagues. You play in the high stakes leagues. It feels like even when you feel like your pitching's good, you get two or three, four bad performances, and all of a sudden your ERA's bloated again. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's kind of two modes of thought, and I think I've, I've kind of been burned by mine, at least in the short sample. The one is like, you know, keep, treat your ERA and whip like they're your your front lawn and hedges, and you want to you want to manicure them and be really safe and not do anything bad to them. Um, or my approach, which is, well, if I the more pitchers I throw, as long as they're decent, I know I'm going to get K and win upside, and ERA and whip is going to, you know will hopefully be good. <laughs> um, but I've had a few two-start weeks that just blew up in my face. Um, so I've, I'm kind of been playing a ratio game of putting out fires while trying to max out on wins and Ks. Talking to Rudy Gamble, Razball.com. Now, we were talking before about the fab that ran last night. And uh, Tout Wars is unique in that you can throw back a player that you drafted and get some fab money back. So someone dropped Giancarlo Stanton. And they were near the bottom of the standings. So I understand what I did, and they got some fab money back. So that put him on the waiver wire this week. He went for $317 to Scott White. I thought you were going to get him because you had the most fab by a, a good portion. You know, I put in a bid, I think, of 183 You went a little bit higher but fell short. Were you surprised that Stanton went for 317 Man, I, I remember I did the fab. I came home on Sunday from like Santa Fe, which is like 10 hours away. So I come home and I thought the fab was on Sunday. I, I set it up and then I see right at the end that it was for Wednesday. I'm like, oh, great. So I can revisit it. Well, as you know, the, the Scott Fishbowl's on this week and my head's like just completely football for the last three days. I probably should. I wish I revisited it because it probably, probably would have just said, uh, do I really want to risk it? Eh, I'll just go. I mean, I was the winning Scott's winning bid was like a hundred bucks higher. I have the money. It's just you know I'm like 15 in homers right now, and like you know and almost that in RBIs. So it would have it would have been just com, you know compounding a strength, but it was pro, it was it was dumb on my part. I can't defend it. I should have just gone to 350 or so and just taken that. And I still would have had. 
competitive money to throw around. Although I did, I did see a number of guys got dropped this past week. That that looked kind of interesting. Yeah, I will say this though. Uh, I thought the Brad Keller move was pretty sharp because he lines up for a start. Because I had a bid on him. Um, uh, you got him for zero. Now I had a bid of eight, but I won the uh, a bid above. Uh, and you kind of, I guess it goes back to your point before. Uh, so was this basically, hey, I'm plugging, putting him in for this matchup this week against the weak Detroit offense and hoping to get some wins in case? There's, ab- yeah, absolutely nothing to it but that. I mean, I think uh, this is the week. I mean, the, the third, the post All Star week because it's three or four days, and you generally, uh, you know, half your pitchers are pretty much useless. Or so, yeah, there's a subset of them that you look like, uh, like Jay Hap, who's been useless all year more or less, but he's not starting this Friday to Sunday. So it's like you you have these spare pitching spots. This is the t- and it, and it, and for a guy like Stanton, who you have to start if you bid on him. Well, it's only four days or three games you're missing versus seven, which is a little tougher to take. So yeah, the fact that I saw Keller Keller showing up against Detroit, you know, mildly positive start on my in my values is like sure it, it'd be that or nothing. And yeah, you, fingers crossed, you luck into a win. Um, and hopefully, you know, he gets like, just puts up something that isn't, uh, that isn't, uh, closer to the starts he's had all year. What do you think is key for you in order to win this league for the third straight year? I mean, it, it always starts with team health and then it's just, you know, uh, I, I have like a huge hammer on fab. Um, and I think, yeah, I've, I've got a keep everyone honest there and ideally get a few extra pieces, but it's going to come down to pitching. And I think right now, like I think there's three or four really strong offenses that are, that are playing for like minor point shifts. I haven't looked at it super close, but I think, uh, I think a lot of it's going to come down to, to getting pitch to pitching and to uh, stolen bases. I mean, I think stolen bases and saves as you know, can, can just be so wild in terms of point swings that you know one player can mean so much and find you know finding either can sometimes be challenging one benefit of what where I'm at right now is that I'm in real good position for if I want to like throw money at saves although you did outbid me on Hendricks which was a, oh, thank a good move you, on your part do you remember what your bid was i know it was a couple i think I, mine was 73 mine was like 45 or so i had him as a I, yeah, I kind of look at, cause I'm in labor, which is a hundred dollars. So I kind of look at it percentages and yeah, I had him as like a 4% guy and I won him in NFBC main event and labor for the four, you know, a $40 and a thousand or four bucks. And this one, I was third bid. There was someone else higher than mine. So you didn't, so, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think that was one where I wasn't sure how long Trinan's out and he wasn't out for long. And if Hendrick keeps the job. Well, right now, that looks like a great move on your part. I'm real happy in the, the two leagues I have Hendricks. I, w- I was stunned that Trina came back when he did. I thought he was going to be out for an extended period Same. of time because his, he just didn't look right. I mean, I know he had command issues a couple years ago in Washington, and I loved him last year. I had him in tout. I drafted him in a lot of leagues because I, I loved the way he pitched in the second half when he went to Oakland. You see sometimes with relievers, they just kind of get that change of scenery. And I don't know what it was about Oakland, but he was dominant. And I watched a lot of his games last year. But this year, he just didn't look right. And I was stunned when he came back. And then 
unfortunately, they've left Hendricks in uh, to close. So, so far, I mean, it's not even a lock that Hendricks keeps the job, but it's looking good right now. So, yeah, I needed that. I've been searching for that second closer pretty much all year. So, uh, the saves are tight. But, man, a lot of our cat. you talked about steals. We're tied in steals. Uh, we're one run, one RBI apart. So, <laughs> a lot of it's going to come down to, to us. No, I know, and, it, and it's it's real tough on, I mean, things like selling bases this year, it's, it's, there's nothing to speculate. <laughs> it's, so stolen bases, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, that's where, you know, if any of our big stolen base guys or not even relatively big guys get hurt, we're, we're, both of us are in real bad positions. I think to everybody. So that's where health, yeah, health and stolen bases might be the most important thing to winning a league this year. That is true, and uh, it's going to be a battle again. And again, Ray Murphy is in it. He's right there with us. So uh, it should be a final final weekend again, as it seems to be the case over the last few years. But uh, always fun competing against you, Rudy. We'll definitely talk again soon, and maybe we'll get Sean to talk about your fishbowl next week if you're available. We'll uh, I'll reach out to you for that. We'll talk some football. All right. No, sounds good. All right, again, Rudy Gamble, find him at Razzball.com. Good luck the rest of the way. I can't let you three-peat, man. I got to get it back. (laughs) All right, Rudy, I'll talk to you soon. When we return, we'll talk some football here on Full-Time Fantasy. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too.
Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. And if you are in the New York, New Jersey area, you can head over to the sports book. By MetLife Stadium. I went there a few weeks ago for the first time, and it's really cool. I was thinking, man, maybe I should just set up shop over there, man. Get in one of those nice, comfy chairs and just sit there and watch sports all day. Not a bad idea. Um, Twitter is still down, man, and uh, it's pretty big for, for a lot of people, uh, especially in the sports, uh, fantasy sports especially. You know, We get a lot of news on there. There's a lot of good threads on there. So uh, Twitter's been down for quite a while because uh, we talked about this at the end of the first hour. So Twitter is still down right now and uh, sucks, uh, especially uh, since I utilize it so much. But uh wanted to talk a little bit about, I'm, I'm going to look at a draft from uh, last year where, you know, I mentioned how, you know, a lot of times our teams look different at the end of the year. And a lot of times we're looking at these 11th, 12th round picks and how a lot of them don't work out. Uh, but, so last year in the online championship, uh, the beat out of Ronis League in Vegas, uh, I looked at my final roster and 20 rounds uh, of what we drafted, I had 12 of the 20 players still on my roster, which is actually not that bad. I think oftentimes it might be 50-50, and a lot of those changes too uh, are defense and kickers. The defense and kicker that I drafted, both were no longer on the team. But I guess for the most part, it you know, was, I guess, pretty good draft. I mean, I did cut my fourth round pick, but that was Cooper Cup, and that's because he got hurt. So if he didn't get hurt, obviously I wouldn't have cut him, and obviously he was huge. So the earliest pick that I cut was Kenny Stills. I took him in round six, the six seven turn, and I just thought Stills would have a good year last year uh, and get the bulk of the targets, but it didn't happen. I wound up cutting him. Uh, but basically, um, of the first uh, 10 picks that I had, uh, I wound up cutting three. Uh, and again, one was Cooper Cup getting injured, and the other one that I cut was Blau Powell uh, in round 10. Uh, but for the most part, uh, most of the guys stuck on my team, which, you know, it happens. Uh, you have a pretty good draft. I know I had a, a pretty good draft in the GST the last two years, so I was able to win that, and I was just kind of nailing the draft. And that doesn't happen very often. You're going to make mistakes early on, 
and you and you're gonna have to replace them. But you know, I got Julian Edelman around seven. Uh, he fell because of the suspension. That worked out real, real well. Chris Carson in round eight, and obviously he had a good season. Chris Godwin, who I touted pretty heavily in our preseason pro picks last year, got him in round nine. And I don't know, you could say that maybe didn't live up to expectations, but as we saw when Deshaun Jackson was out, Godwin went off. Deshaun Jackson missed six games last year. Godwin had at least 98 receiving yards in all of them. But, you know, let's look at some of the, let's start in round 11 and look at some of the picks in round 11. Traquan Smith didn't work out. George Kittle, that was a home run. And I wrote an article last year in our draft kit. The tight end to target is George Kittle. Now, the reason why I didn't take Kittle in that round was I already had Gronkowski. And if I take an elite tight end early, I usually don't take one uh, for, for a while. So in this draft, uh, I took Gronk early. I took Seals Jones late. That didn't work out. Uh, but, you know, I guess you can make a case, you know, uh, Kittle, I don't know why Kittle went that late in this draft. I mean, that's shocking. And I remember saying, damn. If I had known Kittle would be there, I'd wait. But we don't know these things. Ty Montgomery went in round 11. That was a bust. Alan Hearns around 11, a bust. Ross in round 11. I know he scored some touchdowns, but that was a bust. Cam Newton, it's hard. I mean, he was not good towards the end of the year, and you had to replace him because of the shoulder. But it goes to show you that in this format, you wait on your quarterbacks and you get good value. D.D. Westbrook, it was up and down season for him. Uh, C.J. Anderson went around 11. He was probably cut, though, and then obviously he was a hot pickup in the playoffs. Michael Gallup went in round 11. It was an up-and-down season for him. TJ Yeldon, uh, Rashard Matthews, Jordan Wilkins. So you see a lot of busts in round 11. Uh, let's look at round 12. Latavius Murray, I took him. That worked out pretty well. Garoppolo in round 12, he got hurt. Amendola, bad pick. Luck, great pick. And obviously Luck... Fell in some drafts last year because some people were worried about the shoulder. Ronald Jones in round 12. That was a bust. O.J. Howard worked out for a bit before he got hurt. Phillip Rivers, okay. I mean, I don't even, I can't even call, like, the quarterback's values here because that's where they go. Chris Ivory, round 12. Cousins, round 12. Eifert, Devontae Booker, and Austin Eckler. So that was, like, one of the better picks. I mean, clearly, George Kittle was the best pick in, in these rounds. But the point is, do you see how many players are bust in these rounds. So it goes back to my point right now, the discussion we had in the first hour when we were, Dr. Otto was on the clock, I was on the clock, and we're trying to figure out what to do with Justin Jackson based on this news because we really don't have a clear-cut answer right now. We're kind of all speculating at this point. We don't know if Melvin Gordon's going to hold out. So my point is, especially if it's a bench spot, take the shot on Justin Jackson. And, yeah, if Gordon comes out and plays, doesn't get hurt, Eckler stay healthy and hurt, we're looking at that Jackson pick and we go, it's kind of wasted. But you have to look at the upside of it. What if Gordon does get traded? What if Gordon does sit out? Then you really got a good value in Justin Jackson here as the running back you know, 48 to 52 off the board, depending where you are in your draft. So that's the thing. Uh, a lot of these picks, uh, we feel good about them now. And we have an argument and a case to be made on why it's a smart pick, but a lot of these picks don't work out. It's just the nature of it. So uh, we saw this morning when the news broke, uh, Austin Eckler might have been gone in a lot of leagues. Now, in my league, he lasted a little bit. And two picks before I went, man, uh, with Austin Eckler, he went two picks before uh, I was on the clock there. And obviously, I would have taken him. And I, I just think that whoever – 
was on that clock there, uh, who took Carlos Hyde before, probably did not see the news. And uh, you've got to check the news before you make these picks because you never know when some news could break and uh, you could be sitting there on the clock and uh, some news breaks. And it goes back to a story a couple years ago. So that's what the pros and cons of these slow drafts is. Sometimes news breaks. So in my home league, we used to do a slow draft. We have 14 or 16 team league. And sometimes as we get into the summer, it's very difficult to nail out a draft date where everyone is available. So for a while we were doing these slow drafts and I was okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm used to doing slow drafts for best ball. Uh, I do them, you know, starting usually late May, early June. So I'm used to doing it. And around that time, we don't really get too much breaking news. Maybe someone gets hurt, no TAs. Maybe there's some reports that this guy's looking good. And even now, like until training camps open in about a week or so, we're not going to get a ton of news. And that's why the Melvin Gordon news kind of came out of left field. I don't think anyone expected anything like this. Usually the news that we're dealing with at this time is legal issues. Obviously, Tyreek Hill news, maybe that breaks in uh, a, a week or so to see the suspension. So um, we were doing our, our, our slow draft. This was, I don't know, two to three years ago. And it was a Sunday morning, and I, I play softball Sunday morning mostly pretty much every year. And I got done playing softball, got home, and I saw I was on the clock. So I go, all right, um, you know, the first thing I like to do after playing softball is take a shower, especially in the summer, anytime, but especially in the summer. It's like it's humid, you're sweating, got to get in that shower immediately. So I'm uh, scrolling through Twitter, and I say, oh, Jordy Nelson hurt his knee. Okay, Um let me see, look, look around. And, you know, at that point, no one knew what was going on. I think it was, it must have been a practice. I don't think it was a game. I can't recall. It could have been a game because, no, it was early Sunday. It couldn't have been a game. It was probably practice. Uh, I can't recall the specific details. But all I know is Jordy got hurt. He injured his knee. And I was on the clock. And I was picking uh, 16th, I don't know, either 14th or 16th. Probably 14. I think we had a 16-team league for a couple of years, then went down to 14, and it's been 14 the last four years. So it was the 14th pick. I'm on the turn. And the team behind me already had Jordy Nelson. So I said, okay, I'm going to wait it out. So what I did, I went, took a shower, came back, started filtering through the news, and I didn't want to hold up the draft. You know, I could have waited and taken a lot of time. I think we had a eight-hour clock, if I'm not mistaken, and like most other sites, we sh shut it off overnight. So I'm um, just kind of waiting, trying to get news, and there's starting to be rumors that it could be serious. It could be a tour to ACL. So, again, I'm not going to take the whole lot of time. And it was well within my right. That's the thing, you know, especially when news breaks like that. And if you're doing these slow drafts in early August, you have every right to take up the whole clock, especially in this situation. But I didn't want to do that. So I just said, all right, this does seem like it's something pretty significant it looks like it's pretty serious so uh, i'm going to take randall cobb here because obviously with jordy out you figure cobb plays a pretty big role so i took cobb and the team behind me got furious one of my best friends he just got mad and he just let the whole clock wind down and made his pick with like a minute left and that was just kind of spiteful because i didn't do anything wrong i it's i didn't let the clock wind down i 
some time. You know, I took a shower, made my pick, but there might have only been like two hours off the clock again because I was playing softball. But the point was, I didn't do anything wrong. This guy just got mad because it was all timing. Had I made a pick, he would have been able to get Randall Cobb to cover his Jordy Nelson, but he was really upset. So sometimes you get lucky when news breaks, and that happened today. As of right now, with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson for a lot of people in the Scott Fishbowl. We'll talk more football, take a look at some of the picks that I've made recently in the Fishbowl. That is ahead. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you or someone you love one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes ear congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modell's and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation should give school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help.
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. Finally, we get some baseball back tonight. Unfortunately, it's only one game. Astros and Rangers kick off the second half tonight. And then, of course, uh, pretty much everyone back in action tomorrow. So uh, make sure you uh, get your lineup set. Uh, every league has different formats, so uh, we'll get to some baseball news coming up in just a little bit. But also, uh, you can find all my work at fulltimefantasy.com. Is we got a ton of fantasy football articles up to help get you prepared. I have a look at an online championship draft, uh, so a recap of that, kind of going through each team, things that I like, things I didn't like, the way teams put their team together, and I think that's always the part that I look at is you want to look at roster construction, especially successful players, how they build their team. And I, I think that's the most important aspect, uh, especially in fantasy baseball, even even in fantasy football too. Um, you know, it's why I, I always say don't draft off that top 200, top 300 list. Don't do it. And I know like people like those lists. I hate them because I know what you guys are going to do. You're just going to cross names off the list and draft in order, and you're not looking at your team and the way you're putting it together. So what if that list tells you to take four running backs to start your draft? I mean, that's not the way you want to build your team. you got to look at the positions and the tiers and the drop-off. So don't do it that way. But, uh, you know, you, you rankings are a guide. You know, you don't have to go specifically in order. If I got someone ranked at 21 and then there's someone at 24 that you like a little better, you know, that's fine. I mean, I might even, depending on my league and how much exposure I have to a certain player, I might deviate from that as well. And just because someone is ranked ahead of the other doesn't mean, oh, yeah, you've got to take this guy. So uh, that's why it's good to learn and look at those high-stakes drafts. And we had a couple of players who were in that draft on last week. You could check out those shows on demand. And we'll continue to have players on from the high-stakes arena Uh and continue to recap those drafts as well. Um, I reviewed my draft for the FSGA that happened a couple weeks ago. You can check out that recap, kind of go through my thoughts on each pick and the way I build my team. And you know, a lot of it is what the draft gives to you. And that's been a common theme that I've talked about this week, even in my fishbowl league, you know, especially when you're picking on the ends. And it's funny, in both those drafts, I had the number two pick, and you know there's going to be runs, and... You know, just because a run on a certain position happens doesn't mean you need to jump in. If the value is at another position, take advantage and scoop it up. So those are good draft recaps to kind of get an idea and look at those draft boards. I think it's very, very helpful for you guys. So you can check that out on the site. Remember, use Bonus 50. That promo code gets you two months for the price of one. Also, have an article looking at Dak Prescott, Philip Lindsay. We'll have a ton more content coming out as well. Over the next few weeks to help you dominate, we'll have our preseason pro picks coming out uh, in a few weeks, and those are really key. You get a lot of insight from myself, Dr. Roto, Sean Childs, and a bunch of high-stakes players as they look at their sleepers, their undervalued, the overvalued players. Key information here. I mean, this could be the difference between winning a championship and coming up just short. If you get some of these guys, our stash and cash players, and there's been some good names on the list. I mean, rookie season, Alvin Kamara was on that list. Uh, and I was high on Kamara that year, too. I had him in a couple leagues, and he helped win me championships. People forget he was third on the depth chart that year behind Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram. But we all knew the talent that he had and the offense he was in, too. And all it takes is an injury or something. And fortunately, the Saints 
let go of Peterson and that catapulted Kamara towards the top. So, you know, that one piece of information, that one player could be the difference. So don't miss out on this. Join today and you'll get access to our preseason pro picks that will be out shortly and you'll get opinions from six, seven, eight different people on that. And that's a useful information just by itself. Of course, the rankings. I know people love rankings. So we have that as well. In-depth team profiles from Sean Childs. He goes through every single team and breaks it down from the offensive lines, the schedule, and goes through each player. Very valuable information there. So there's a ton of content. And we still got you covered for fantasy baseball. I have a stock watch article out right now. Uh, the weekly waiver wire report from Sean Childs, always big. And, of course, he also has the closer depth chart and bullpen updates, which are going to be very crucial over the next couple weeks with the trade trade deadline just around the corner. And you have the access to ask questions on the message boards in the forums anytime you want. Uh, and also head on over to playffwc.com. Uh, our draft lobby as our drafts are filling up. We got a starter full-season draft tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And we basically have drafts every single day until the start of the season. And we got slow drafts. Uh, online championship drafts, best ball drafts, uh, world championship drafts, ton, ton of different formats, different price points. So just go there, sort through it, figure out what's for you. Maybe you've never jumped into the high stakes arena before. You want to get a taste, do it. You know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, there's a lot of people who just started off and all of a sudden have become really good players once you get used to the format. And we'll talk about it all the time. So even if you are thinking about dipping your toe in uh, will definitely help you out. So make sure you check it out today. Head on over to playffwc.com. So talking about the fishbowl here, my league is moving at a pretty good pace. Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, again, we've talked about it a lot this week, but it's for a good cause. It's for charity. It brings the fantasy football community together. There's 1,200 people playing in this. And if you're a fan, you know, you can get an opportunity. There's fans mixed into every league. I think there's three fans in my league in addition to people in the industry. So uh, also raising money for Fantasy Cares and charity, which is a good cause. And uh, Scott Fish is the guy who put this all together. We had him on the show on Monday. So you can check out that on demand from Monday. That would be July 8th. You can go back and listen to him. Uh, get more detail on that if you, uh, you know, and you have the ability to join. I think they're already taking signups for 2020, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, you can look that up. Uh, so I had the two pick in this league, and I talked about a lot of my early drafts. I'll just go through quickly, but, but just uh, the scoring format is different. And, you know, sometimes I put my team on Twitter and people are like, wow, that's amazing. Who are you playing with? And, and got to understand the context. This is a little bit different. So, yeah, it looks like I got some great value, but. You know, everyone has a different strategy in this, and some people might pass on receivers. Some people might pass on running back. Some people might wait on the quarterback. You know, a lot of it depends on where you are in the draft. Maybe you have your own system where you broke it down, you looked at the scoring, and you figure something out. Uh, I don't know. We'll see who cracks the code. But I kind of just went with what the draft gave me, and uh, I had the second pick, and we start one quarterback, two running backs, Three receivers, a tight end, and four flex spots. One of those flex spots can be a quarterback. Uh, we start 11 players, and it's a 22-round draft. No kickers, no defense. So there's a lot of different strategies that you can employ. And as you go through the teams, you'll see everyone kind of did something different. There weren't many teams that had a similar strategy. I will say, I think one of the teams picking next to me, we were kind of, I think our drafts are kind of similar in a way because um, we both went wide receiver heavy. 
kind of passed on the running backs and, and took running backs later. Uh, he waited a little bit longer on the quarterbacks than me. So uh, it's kind of tough when someone next to you kind of is doing something similar. But I started my draft with Christian McCaffrey. Travis Kelsey went first overall in this, and a lot of people might be shocked by that. And, you know, the tight end to get an extra half point per reception. They get an extra half point for a first down. Uh, I still think those top four running backs are extremely valuable in this format because you do get a 50-point bonus for every 50 yard, a five-point bonus for every 50 yards. So for me, Christian McCaffrey has the best path to the 50 yards rushing and 50 yards receiving each week of the four backs, in my opinion. I mean, he did it quite a bit last year. I think Barkley will have some weeks where he doesn't get to 50 yards rushing. I think Zeke will have some weeks where he doesn't get to 50 yards receiving. I think Kamara could be pretty close to both as well. Uh, I still think that they're not going to give him a ton of more carries. You know, we saw, what, 194 last year? Because I think you will see Latavius Murray kind of play similar to the Mark Ingram role. Maybe a little less touches, but I think Murray's going to be valuable in this offense. The, the, the Saints running backs for fantasy points are always near the top. So that's why I, I like Murray this year. But, you know, believe it or not, Kamara only had one 100-yard rushing game last year, and uh, he was held to less than 50 yards rushing six times. So, you know, he got there but so he got there nine times in the 16 weeks, so not terrible. As far as receiving, uh, he topped the 50 yards mark. Uh, actually, see, wow, only four times, man, four times. So... He, he's kind of touchdown dependent, but he gets there, and he should. In this offense, he had 13 touchdowns as a rookie in 18 last year. So he really is buoyed by the uh, touchdowns quite a bit. I really thought he might have gotten higher on the, re on the receiving yards, but it's really the receptions, which is why in a PPR format he's so valuable. So this is half-point PPR. So pretty interesting there. I didn't even realize that uh, until I looked just now, but uh, I feel like McCaffrey – has that kind of best path to reach that bonus each week in this format, which is why I took him at two. As I mentioned, like in this league, I feel like the running backs were going pretty early in this one. Uh, there were 12 running backs taken in the first 21 picks. So by the time I came back, I said, all right, you guys pushing receivers down the board. I'm going to take the receivers. So I took Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, and Julian Edelman. You know, Edelman, without Gronk last year, like, his targets went up. His yards went up. Now, Edelman doesn't have a huge ceiling, but he has an immense floor. And especially with the lack of weapons that the Patriots have in the passing game now with no Gronk and inexperienced receivers. We don't know about Josh Gordon yet. What's his status? Nikhil Harry's a rookie. So Edelman is the guy that Brady relies upon. And he's not going to score a ton of touchdowns, but he's going to get a ton of receptions. And also, again, we get the half point per first down in this league. He moves the chains. You know, often Brady's going to throw a short pass settlement to move the chains. Uh, so uh, I like him in even redraft formats. I think he's been undervalued. I mean, I've seen a lot of drafts you can get him in round four. Uh, if you start on the early end and get that elite running back and come back with three receivers and Edelman's the third and a PPR, I really love that start. So I was happy to get Edelman here. And again, he got pushed down a little bit because of the tight ends going and the quarterbacks going. But, you know, he gives you solid point production every week. And that's the thing, too. You don't need to hit a home. Like, you don't need upside with every single pick. I mean, probably if you're fighting for an overall, you probably do. Uh, it would help. 
But Edelman's going to give me the steady production. I mean, he had a lot of games of uh, at least, you know, 20. So he's going to give me that solid floor. And, you know, he has the ability to get to 25-30 in this format. The highest that he got last year was 29.2 when he had 9 for 104. But very solid production every single week from a, a Julian Edelman. And uh, to get him as my third receiver, wide receiver 17, was happy about that. Hunter Henry got round five, talked about him quite a bit. I just think that path to targets and potential double-digit touchdowns with the Chargers is pretty high. Here's the other thing. We didn't touch upon this. We talked about Melvin Gordon a lot in the first hour and to begin this second hour. If Gordon is out, I think that benefits the receivers and tight end a lot because, you know, Jackson and Eckler, not the biggest backs that you're going to pound near the goal line. I think you see Rivers pass a little bit more. That bodes well for Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. So, Henry, it's all about health and the opportunity, and I think it all comes together for him this year, and I could see him getting 8 to 10 touchdowns in this offense. So, I mentioned quite a bit you have to read the draft room, and in this league, uh, they were not going uh, heavy on quarterbacks. So I said, great, that's what I want to do anyway. I'm playing the room. We saw nine quarterbacks go in the first five rounds. Then that run came in round six. I was at the tail end of it, but I got Lamar Jackson at QB 16, Jameis Winston at QB 18 uh, there. So I was pretty happy to wait on quarterbacks and to get those two around six and seven. Uh, I was pretty thrilled about that. Round eight, Rashad Penny. Just thought he looked good last year when he got the opportunity. He lost some weight. We know Seattle wants to run the ball heavily. So my strategy in this was, all right, if people are going to overvalue those running backs, I'm just going to wait. And uh, I'll just take I'll take shots at running backs later. Here's the key, and this is the case mostly. Here, you only have to start a maximum of two running backs. Yes, we have the flex spots, but you don't have to use them there. And when you we get to a point with a lot of these running backs where they're going to be in split backfields, and that's going to hurt because in this format with the half point for a first down, half point reception, it, it, it kind of hurts these running back so i'm not gonna panic and i've always said this don't panic in a draft a lot of people would be like oh man i only have one running back i have to get another one no you don't have to just take the value that's presented to you and for me it was the receivers so a little up on receivers and that's what i did so penny was my rb2 in round eight came back got mike williams in round nine uh and you know we're we're all in on mike williams we were last year uh and uh we are again this year uh, again that depth chart for receivers for the Chargers is absolutely brutal, man. Uh, so, yes, Mike Williams repeating Ted Tunchons is difficult, but the volume is going to go up. And, look, uh, he, he might be able to get eight or nine. He might even be able to get ten again, uh, depending on, you know, what happens in that backfield too. But this guy's a freak, 6'4", 220. He can go up and get it. And, you know, there were quiet weeks last year. But remember, they had, you know, Tyrell Williams was there. Uh, they had more weapons there. Now that – Receiver depth chart is thinned out, uh, and it's a full year. And you saw it down the stretch. Williams started to get more involved. Obviously, he had that big week 15 that helped a lot of people win. He, he did come back down to earth in week 16, but that was against a very good Ravens defense. But Mike Williams is my fourth wide receiver. His wide receiver 32 off the board. was real happy to get him. Uh, D.D. Westbrook as in round 10 as wide receiver 41. And then Kiki QT around 11 as, my, uh, as the wide receiver 42 off the board. So, again, just went – Heavy on wide receivers because didn't like a lot of the running backs that were there. And, yeah, you know, QT, especially if uh, Wolf Fuller is not 100%, uh, he could be muddy. Uh, he could be that kind of breakout player. We saw some big games for him last year. No, there is definitely concern 
with him, DeAndre Hopkins, and Fuller all healthy, you know, that could hurt his numbers. Uh, but we'll see how that pans out. Uh, and QT had issues of his own. You know, he began the year out with a hamstring injury and got hurt towards the end of last year, too. So there definitely is some risk there, but there is a potential real, real high ceiling if he can stay healthy and, again, play a big piece in that offense. So, obviously, I have to start looking at running backs now. Uh, I had an opportunity to take a third quarterback here in round 12. There were 29 off the board. It's Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, and I decided not to do it. Now, you could say, well, you should have because it helps you during the bye weeks, but you know, there's a risk that both guys don't finish the year, so I'd rather take shots on some running backs, and I generally, I think I did this last year, too. I don't even know if I came out the draft with a third quarterback, and uh, with 29 off the board now, obviously it's thinning out, and there's a lot of question marks. Now, I will say this. The best value on the board for me was Golden Tate. Uh, Golden Tate was available, but I had six receivers, so I felt like I, I needed that running back depth, so I passed on Golden Tate. He wound up going in round 13, pick four as the 48th receiver off the board. Uh, so I took Jalen Samuels as the 47th running back off the board, and I also took him in the FSJ. Really liked the talent, and you know, there's the possibility you know, something happens to Connor. We see him play a big role. We did see a game last year, week 15, against the Patriots. He had 19 carries for 142 yards. Against the Saints, he had 12 for 53, and we know he's uh, pretty effective in the passing game too. So there's uh, you know, a lot of talk that we might see Samuels play an increased role this year. And if he is only the pass-catching third down back, not great in this format, but hey, something happens to Connor, uh, that role grows. That's why I took him there. That we're in the range now where we are looking at a lot of backup running backs, uh, where we're taking shots on players, hopefully getting a bigger role. Then around 13, took Ito Smith, uh, who backs up Devontae Freeman. And we saw Ito last year flash at times, um, but I think he's you know going to play that role. There's no Tevin Coleman there now, and uh, figured I'd take a shot on him. Uh, because in case something happens to Freeman, obviously he would play a, a bigger part of the offense last uh, as, as we saw last year. So, uh, you know, 5'9", 195, probably not a feature back, but could play a big role. But that's what we're looking at at this point. You know, the Adrian Petersons, Jarek McKinnon, Devin Singletary, that's the territory we're in right now. So 13th round of this draft. Uh, so it's moving pretty good. Uh, I'm pretty happy with my team so far, uh, the way it's panned out. So... Uh, just took the value that was presented to me. feel like I got an elite tight end, two solid quarterbacks, an elite running back, and some really good wide receivers. A lot of number ones in the offense and a lot of guys that have some upside touchdown potential. So been a fun draft, and we'll continue to recap it, go over it, and uh, give you some strategy there. Uh, again, if you're ready to draft, uh, head on over to playffwc.com. We got a ton of drafts going on tonight and every day until the start of the season. Hop in there tonight for a starter full season draft. Kicks off at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And check out fulltimefantasy.com. Use promo code RONUS50 to get two months for the price of one. Be back Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.